Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hey, everyone. This is Patrick. Thank you for tuning in to part two of an awesome interview with uh, real estate investment icon, Ken McElroy. If you guys didn't listen to last week's interview, go check that out. That's part one. It'll help create some context to what we're talking about today. It's a singular topic and it's focusing on the economy and the influence or the effect the economy is going to have on American wealth and finance and investments. As you guys could see, I'm just wrapping up a two-day financial advisor online summit that I hosted. And so that's why you guys, if you're uh, watching you're uh, seeing kind of some interesting, strange background that I'm just trying to knock out this intro to the podcast before the weekend. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're willing to learn. Kenny is an amazing guy. Go check out his website. Go check out his books and his YouTube channel. All the links to that are available on the show notes. Now, let me give you just a little bit of a preface before we get into this interview. The objective I took when coming up with interview questions and so forth was to bring out of Kenny his perspective of the economy. What's going on? What is being done where we haven't seen necessarily the impact yet, but we'll see the impact in the future. I think there's a lot going on right now. And we try to focus what's going on in two areas. And I believe that these are the two primary influences of the economy. Number one is monetary policy, which is the set of objectives the Federal Reserve takes to establish the reasoning behind their activities. Uh, and then second is fiscal policy. Fiscal policy is the stance the government takes, especially the administration that has influence of how it is going to accomplish its agenda through laws, through spending bills, through modifications to the tax code, and so forth. Now, the reason I wanted to do this is because it's clear based on the narrative, I would say the activities are forthcoming, they're happening and will happen over the coming years, but the activities are in motion. And the impact it's going to have on the economy is that there's going to be more inflation, and there is going to be higher taxes. I'm not going to get into the reasons and details. Kenny and I get into some of it, but there's really important details in here that I do not want you to miss. That's why I'm going through this little uh, narrative, this little monologue, so I can establish context for you. Because number one, inflation is the agenda, the purchasing power of your money, which means that the money you have right now buys so many things, it will buy less in the future. That's what inflation is. You also have taxes. 
taxes, whether it's on spending, taxes on investments, taxes on gains, taxes on income, they are going up. (laughs) They have to go up. And it's very clear based on the narrative that's already being set that they are going to push forth activities to make modifications. So it's important to understand what impact it's going to have on your specific wealth. Right now, American wealth is set up to be harmed by what's to come. And so pay close attention. Hopefully you extract out of Kenny some nuggets so that you can start positioning your investment strategy, your wealth strategy, your business strategy, your pursuit of financial independence strategy accordingly, because these things are coming and we have to navigate around them if we want to be successful. You guys are awesome. Thank you for learning again. And I hope you enjoy this second part with my friend, Ken McElroy. Again, go check out the show notes on thewealthstandard.com so that you can access all the other information that Kenny has put out over the course of the last 30 years. All right, guys, thank you. Take care. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work, effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango. Thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. Let's move maybe to the last point of the economy, right? Because that is going to determine you know, a lot of what's going to happen in the... Well, it's already happening, right? There's things that are kind of in, in motion that haven't necessarily manifested yet. But you know, how the economy is right now is in large part stimulated by the government. What do you see happening? Obviously, you don't have a crystal ball, but you've experienced right markets, ups and downs, cycles enough where there's probably some leading indicators, as we talked about a moment ago. What are the Feds doing? What will they continue to do? And maybe what are some of the variables that need to happen when they stop doing it? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, things are going to unravel, as you know. They have to unravel. And the Federal Reserve cannot continue to spend this much money on that. They have to let things emerge, right? Now, there might be new tax incentives and new stimulus packages and all that kind of stuff to make it a soft landing for people, for businesses, for you know whatever. So I think they're all trying to figure that out. So I do think that we're not out of the woods yet on that side of it. But I do think that you know once the vaccine gets rolled out and things start getting a little more safe, and I don't think we're going to go back to the way we were, but I do think that there won't be any longer an excuse to not go into the office and to not to move forward. It's going to be a personal decision. And I don't want to go down that road because that is what it is. People decide what they want to decide. But the point is, is that right now the coronavirus is the reason. So when that goes away, then the government is not any longer culpable. And, you know, okay, you're at home. Here's some cash, right? They're going to say, okay, uh, you know, we're now back to an even playing field. And 
now you're going to have to, it's up to you, right? It's up to you. And I still think there'll be some cash available for people and there'll be some things that we're going to have to do. But I think the economy, what the governments are afraid of are homelessness. That's a big one. And they're afraid of things like food shortages and those kinds of things. And so they're going to be focused around those kinds of things, I believe. So, As opposed to putting money in people's pockets. Well, I think, you know, they're going to maybe do that with the minimum wage and, and, you know, and maybe some additional stimulus. But, you know, the truth is, Patrick, that doesn't go very far. I mean, uh, you know, $1,200 to somebody, that'll give them a couple months or something, right? And, you know, and that's, I'm not saying that that's not good. I'm just saying that it just, you know, at some point, you just can't continue to do that. And so I think that, you know, all of this, as you and I have talked a lot about, it all basically leads to an inflation of some kind. When you raise the minimum wage, what it does is it squeezes profit margin on a business that's already in trouble, period. You know, so a restaurant, as an example, that just got them there kicked out of them, you know, now has higher wages, right? And so... All of that stuff turns into higher prices, and I believe, and a lot of people would might, might disagree with me, but I don't know how you can't pay more people more money, and then you're going to have businesses either reduce an employee, go to half time, they're going to try to run it a little leaner, maybe the owner gets more involved, but it's going to create it potentially is going to create either more unemployment or prices are going to rise if they can. And that's what's interesting is you had businesses get the crap kicked out of them for a year. Now they have, you know, yeah. instead of yeah. kind of getting things back, filling their coffers again, now they have to pay more money to employees. So their only option is to either take less money or raise their prices. So is it going to lead to not just what normal inflation would be if you had a normal economy pre-COVID and you raise the minimum wage, right? You'd have maybe some inflation, but now the likelihood is a lot, a lot higher. So do you see the economy being able to support a lot more inflation? I know that that's subjective. But. Yeah, it's a tough question. I've been trying to wrap my head around this. And you know, our good friend, Andy Tanner, I bet he's here more than you know, like just trying to figure this out, you know, because he is a massive student of this. And I'm, I'm like, because we were in Japan together, Andy and I, and we were talking with Robert Kiyosaki. And we were there on a rich dad deal. And people were saying they were like QE30 or something crazy. You know, their debt to GDP is the highest in the world. And yet they're not seeing this massive inflation, right? And so I call them up. I go, Andy, when we were in Tokyo, you know, how can the government continue to pour all this cash into an economy and then not see it? And what he described to me, which I thought was a really good example. And again, this is Andy, and I'm still learning like all of us. He said that the balloon has you know, been inflated and the government's been putting money in and the balloon's inflated to what it is. It could be Gas prices could be food prices, could be real estate, you know, everything. It's not all just an inflation number. It's everything's a little bit different. And he said, there's a hole in it and that's deflationary. And, and so there are things that could be potentially deflationary, but they just keep putting money in it, you know, to keep it at its size. And that's what's actually happening now. We actually do have deflation on things, you know, we do like this phone here when I bought it. It's worth less, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I get more. So, you know, things are, uh, that's an easy thing to pick on, but there are definitely things that are deflationary and there's definitely things that are inflationary and it's all kind of bundled together. But I do believe that we're going to have inflation because we pumped all this cash into the system and there's going to be more goods chasing those things at some point in time. 
Well, what are maybe some final thoughts you have in regards to the state of things and the individual investor in mind and you know how they can, I would say, stay even tempered, right? Because you have the Bitcoin soaring, you know, in yeah. the crypto craze, you have obviously the GameStop and you have forums that are trying to, to short squeeze some of the big short positions that are out there. So there's a lot of buzz. So what do you do to maintain kind of an even keel temperament? And what do you talk about frequently with investors that sometimes get off the rails because of the craziness? Well, again, I think there's a bunch of things. One, it's a horrible time for a lot of people and that's inevitable and there's not a darn thing we can do about it. And what you can do is you can start to study what's happening and you can be on the right side of that, whatever that is. I mentioned that earlier with my trainer, you know, I said, don't invest a bunch of money now because, you know, you're going to have a bunch of gyms go out of business uh, in the next 18 months, maybe two years. So, you know, just go find out which ones those are and, you know, figure that out. So it's a long-term strategy, Patrick. And I think people generally like things pretty quick and easy. And, you know, Bitcoin, you know, GameStop, that's lazy man's money. I mean, it is. It's easy to throw money into that and then watch it. That is not really investing, in my opinion. That's speculative in its biggest nature. Now, you can go online and there'll be tons of people that say this is a certainty. There's nothing certain except debt and taxes, right? So even real estate isn't certain. But the one thing I love about real estate is if you look at the numbers, you look at all... I saw it in 08, man. I did this. I went through this. 08, 09, 10. Massive people dumped out of housing, out of mortgages and things like that. And they dumped into rental housing and they put this incredible pressure on rental housing. You know, then it moved back out again and that's where we are. So it just take a look at the numbers, follow the math, and then try to be out in front of it. It's an This is going to be the biggest transfer of wealth, in my opinion, that we will see in a long, long time. That could be wrong. Of course, I don't know what the future is going to be like. But in my lifetime, this is it. This is the time that you need to have the education and be out in front of that stuff and then put together your team so that you can go out and do things. That There's so many things happening, guys. It's right in front of us. I have friends like the hotel businesses are toast, right? The micro hotels, especially. Nobody's going to those. Nobody's staying in those. There's nobody traveling. They're toast. I was on the phone this morning with my friend that owns a bunch of them. He's getting killed 10, 20, 30% occupancy. Okay. There's already funds being put together to buy those and convert those to housing. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, this right in front of you, all of this is right in front of you. There's people already swirling around the malls looking at redevelopment already. And so that's just real estate. It's just, it is what it is. So you just got to pay attention to those kinds of things and ask a lot of questions and get educated. Well, Kenny, we could probably talk for a few more hours. Like I've, I mean, I have 10 million questions, (laughs) but let's do this. I know you have some new digital resources that you are making available to people that teach a lot of these types of principles. Would you maybe speak to that as we end the interview? Yeah, you bet. So this has been the greatest part about the pandemic for me and Patrick, as you know, I haven't really been a big social media guy or a big YouTube guy or anything like that. I've been trudging along on real estate and, and buying real estate. And, and, you know, we have 
250 employees and we're busy and flying all over the place looking at stuff. But the pandemic, I was like, hey, I'm going to get some camera crews here and I'm going to start teaching. And so I started teaching in March, started putting these YouTube videos out. Now we're up over 200,000 subscribers. And so we started doing these videos to just to help people. And we put them on our website, kenmacroy.com. And it's just been great. We put out a masterclass that people could can get. We, you know, they can subscribe to these videos. And so if they are interested in, you know, learning some of the things, and we have a forum that people can go and talk to other members that we have, and we have thousands of people, you know, helping people now, which has been great. And it's all just been very collaborative, you know, just again, I mean, the premium membership is, I think it's $19 a month or something. And, you know, it's just, it's $200 for a year and you could go, you know, look at all these different videos and all these things, kind of like what we're talking about and just get educated and learn. And that's the key to this next step. Well, you know, sometimes chaos is the mother of invention. You know, I know it was always out there for you because you always have been teaching, but what a great opportunity to pivot a little bit. But I know there are people rave about some of the stuff that you're doing. So we'll put all those links uh, in the show notes. And uh, for those of you on our email list, we'll include all the links in there as well. So look for those. Kenny, you're amazing, man. Thank you for what you do. Thanks for teaching people. Thanks for your time today. And uh, we'll have to do this again, you know, maybe as uh, 2021 comes to an end and 2022 starts to rear its head. We'll see what, whether it's ugly or pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be an interesting time. And I'm just telling, you know, people just have some hope. You could be on the other side of this. Trust me, you really can. There'll be some rough roads, but you can be on the other side of it. Well, I appreciate that, Kenny. Thanks again for teaching us today. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, Patrick. Good chatting with you. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Whoa.